Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and uh, yeah, we're talking about, we have been talking about formal methods applied to blockchain, and a uh, topic I'm definitely interested in. And I think, um, though, even though I only talked about it for a little bit, I'm going to switch gears because uh, there's, um, yeah, it's a pretty young area, and there, there's, it doesn't seem to be, um, there seems to be some pretty cool work happening out there, but I want to talk about let's look at something a little more fundamental and um that is i wanted to have a chapter now where we talk about extensionality in type theory whoa extensional equality okay and this is a pretty humongous topic and encompasses a lot of really um a lot of really awesome work and a lot of really advanced work and so uh i have some papers in mind i'm reading through a paper right now with uh, doctoral students here at University of Iowa. And uh, that, that's something that I want to talk about. Um, but at first, today, I think I want to just kind of set the scene for um, discussion about extensional equality in type theory. And yeah, then branch off from there. Also, um, I'd like to send out a plea. Um, please, if you like my podcast, um, I would be grateful if you would have it in your heart to chip in like 5 or $10 towards my podcast hosting fees it makes me feel really good to feel like my listeners you know like the podcast enough that they're willing to cough up um not so much the money which i'm asking for is very small like five or ten dollars would be awesome but just the time to, and hassle to actually go fill this out on our convoluted university donation site so I've, I've got a link to that in the show notes and um yeah so i i put out a plea a couple episodes ago and got some response but could use just a little more help with that so if you wouldn't mind thank you very much Okay, so extensional equality in type theory. So the, you know, first we have to talk a little bit about the sort of basic setup for equality in type theory. Um, equality in type theory is a is a really important concept. I mean, it's it's one of the most cha challenging concepts uh, I think that's in type theory, uh, and um, the basic setup in many type theories. Uh, it's, I say it's definitely become the standard way of looking at things. I would be really curious if there's people who kind of look at things differently. The basic setup is that you kind of have two notions of equality. One, you have what they call definitional equality. And that is the equality that is sort of automatically taken care of by the type checker. And, you know, as its name suggests, like the, at least a basic use case of this is if I have a definition, like if I say add equals and then I write some, you know, lambda term that uses recursion or something to add some numbers, but still I'm saying add equals blah, you know, whatever it is, then it seems pretty reasonable that in my type checker, and we're here in the, you know, in type theory, when we say type theory, we're usually talking about the situation where we have some kind of dependent typing. So there are program expressions that can show up in types. And uh, so in that case, if I have in one place, I have add that I defined. In another place, I have the blah that I defined it to be. You know, it seems pretty reasonable. We'd sort of expect that the type checker would know that, yes, since the program has defined add to be this big term or whatever it is, then if I see an add and I see the term, I should realize that they are the same. So I should know, or I guess to pick a more simplistic thing, suppose I just said, you know, um, I don't know, Q equals three. And somewhere when I'm in the process of type checking some dependently typed code, 
I see a Q, and somewhere, and then I need to know that it's equal to three, the type checker should know that, yeah, since the definition of Q is three, I should just unfold that definition or however I want to handle it. You know, do I want to unfold Q to three? Do I want to fold three to Q? Do I want to do something else? That's a detail, you know, an important implementation matter. But I just want the type checker to be, not to care whether I wrote a Q or a three. So definitional equality is the kind of equality that the type checker is trying to handle automatically for you. And it is trying, you know, the, the type theory itself is generally set up so that um, if you change any expression in a type or a term to something that's definitionally equal, then the typing will still hold. In fact, you could, you know, I mean, if one were trying to give some sort of abstract definition of what a definitional equality should be for a type theory, it'd be something like, well, you have some kind of binary relation between expressions, you know, used in your theory, um, which, uh, you know, where judgments kind of are invariant under this relation. So if I change any part of, you know, an expression according to some to something that, that my relation says is equal to it, then my judgment should still hold. I mean, you could be more particular. You could say it should, my judgment still should, my like typing judgment, let's say, it should still hold, um, should it still hold with the same typing derivation? Um, or should it just still hold? I mean, I think, you know, we could, we could sort of explore possibilities there if we're just thinking about this in the abstract. But anyway, the, the summary is definitional equality is the kind of equality that your type checker handles for you totally automatically. Um, uh, and actually, I guess while I'm rambling on it, kind of sort of twists and wrinkles here, it's interesting to note that um, a lot of tools provide s some features and capabilities on top of the core type theory. So, for example, like in Calk, if you go back to our chapter a while back ago about interactive theorem proving and proof assistance, you know, Calk is a proof assistant based on type theory. And its core typing relation, you know, is sort of invariant under definitional quality. If you have some definition that you've, you've been legal, I mean, we have to say you've been legally allowed to add the definition, right? It's, you're, um, I, you know, you're defining a term to be something else that has a type. And then you use that, you know, I, like when I said Q equals three, I have to then, I'm required then to use Q as having type NAT or whatever type it is that three has. So as long as I, um, as long as I'm just using the core type theory, so like the typing um, judgments and things, then it doesn't matter if I've written Q or three. But uh, tactics in Coq can be much more um, particular about the syntactic form um, that they're, of the expressions are being applied to. And so you might have some tactic that works for Q but doesn't work for three. I mean, that would be obviously a bizarre artificial case, but, but more seriously, there are definitely tactics that do not respect definitional quality. So the core type theory does respect definitional quality, but other stuff may or may not. <laughs> and, you know, and in general doesn't. So, which is, these are sort of the things that start to make type theories, you know, seem a little more tricky. I mean, it's really kind of a wonder of design that you're, your core type theory can respect this definitional equality. All right, anyway, so there's definitional equality. The other kind of equality is propositional equality. That's what people usually call it. So this is we have a type within the system um, that expresses equality of, of expressions. So um, 
And you know, so it's a proposition. It's it's a, it's a formula that occurs in your language of formulas, which under the Curry-Howard isomorphism, your type language of types is your language of formulas. So, um, so we have these two equalities, and uh, generally, and in, in sort of, it takes you know you have to get into a somewhat fancier type theories to have either of these be extensional. So, like in Koch, for example, neither of those equalities is extensional. Now, what is an extensional equality? It means that um, what we would equate uh, two functions if they have the same input-output behavior. So, we would an extensional equality would say that quicksort is equal to merge sort. They're two different algorithms. They're not the same pieces of code. You know, you could compare them. Um, for alpha equivalents or other kinds of sort of shallow syntactic equivalences, and they'd be different, but they have the same input-output behavior, and they're considered extensionally equal or equivalent. And so, um, the, this chapter of the podcast, we're going to talk about extensional equality, and um, what do you have to do to your type theory to achieve extensional equality, and what are you know sort of the costs? What are the different approaches out there? There's actually um, you know quite a few different approaches. Uh, I mean, easily and uncontroversially, you could, I think you could find three, um, well, even four, because people who use type theories that don't have extensional quality, like Koch, it's pretty common practice to simply add an axiom that says, oh yes, you know, equality is extensional. And in type theory, that adding axioms, well, in any logic, adding axioms is pretty dangerous. In type theory, it comes with even more problems than maybe just in some other logic, um, so anyway, so we'll be getting into all that stuff in this chapter, and this is my first I'm going to teach class right now. It's the first day of the semester for me, and uh, you know, so this was actual an actual commute, and here I am ten minutes later from leaving my house. So I wish you well wherever you are. Feel free to hit me up on email or if you have a question or anything you want to say, and please uh, consider giving me a small gift to you know support the the podcast just by covering my hosting fees. Thank you. Take care.